Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Of course, all of the lines that you hear on this show are presented by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting props and futures use our promo code believe 50 to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts this is lock it in a sports betting show part of the believe podcast network and now here's your host cam rogers and welcome back to lock it in with cam rogers joining me now is former nfl veteran host of the believe in jaguars podcast and former bachelorette contestant clay harper what can't he do folks clay what's going on man uh, you had to bring up the bachelor didn't you you had to you had to bring it up no, I, I had to throw it in <laughs> of course no of course uh, i'm great i'm out here in chicago downtown and it's a beautiful day outside 70 and sunny so i'm great how's the fall season in chicago i bet it's great fall's great but once you start getting close to winter in chicago it gets tough, man. The north uh, up here in Chicago, it gets cold. It gets windy. Have a lot of snow, and that's why I take all my trips. I don't want to leave Chicago in summer. But once it gets winter time, I'm beyond Miami. I'm beyond Scottsdale. I'm beyond somewhere warm. There you go. That makes a lot of sense to me. A snowboard situation for you there. All right, Clay. Well, hey, you cover the Jaguars here at Believe. Let's start with them. After falling to Washington, they stunned the Colts. Stunned because, I mean, it seems to happen every year. They win. I'm not shocked, Cam. I'm yeah. not shocked. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they're headed in the right direction. What say you? I say they're absolutely headed in the right direction. I love what I saw from the Jets. Even in, even in the, the – I was almost going to say the Redskins. Even in the Commanders game, I loved what I saw from them. I said, hey, look at these weapons. You got these off. You got Christian Kirk. Zay Jones, Marvin Jones playing, uh, Travis Etienne looked great, James Robinson looked great, and Evan Ingram even made a couple plays in that game. The only thing I thought they needed to fix in the commander's game was the offensive line. Hmm. It, Trevor had too many guys in his face. So Trevor played great. People are criticizing Trevor. Trevor played great when there wasn't a 300-pound man breathing down his neck. So you come back to the Colts. The Colts have Two hits on Trevor Lawrence all game. Not two sacks, two hits, two hurries. That's it. The offensive line stepped up, did a much better job, and it showed. Then you look, Trevor Lawrence is 25 of 30. Mm -hmm. He in, in two of those passes should have been catches. Two touchdowns should have been three. Jamal Agnew dropped one in the end zone. Christian Kirk, again, two touchdowns. James Robinson, Travis Etienne still look good in the run game. Doug Peterson is calling plays. He's in midseason form. Got this defense five sacks. Josh Allen comes with two sacks. 
yeah, one of them was on a game when he didn't uh, when he didn't get touched. I'm sure Cam, you'd even made that ta- that sack. But <laughs> hey, uh, three interceptions on Matt Ryan. Indianapolis Colts supposed to be Super Bowl contenders. You're holding Jonathan Taylor to to nothing, basically. Come on, this team's looking great. In my opinion, the favorites to win AFC South. Let me ask you, Clay, from a player's perspective, when you hear about it from the media all week long, you haven't won in Jacksonville since 2014. As a player, like, what are you thinking and why can't they get it done, especially in the years when Jacksonville was winning two, three games? Well, here's the thing. I, I just honestly, I don't think the Colts are very good this year. And I know that they're, they're missing Michael Pittman Jr., but they, they gambled everything. If you look at the moves they made this offseason, or didn't make, I should say, they gambled everything on the fact that Carson Wentz was the problem. Hmm. They said, if we just change out, we get Matt Ryan for Carson Wentz, we're going to be – Carson Wentz isn't a bad quarterback. He had some bad games. But if you look at his numbers throughout the year, he's not a bad quarterback. And I don't think it's much of an improvement to go Matt Ryan over Carson Wentz. That's all they did. Guess what happened with the Jaguars? The Jaguars improved. They brought in Christian Kirk. They brought in Zay Jones. They brought in Evan Ingram. They brought in Brandon Scherf. They brought in a lot of guys to improve this team. They got Travis Etienne back. They brought in, uh, you know, a bunch of defensive players. I mean, this team improved greatly, and they did, and the Colts didn't. They thought they just needed to replace the quarterback. So, in my opinion, that's what happened. Jaguars are looking really impressive right now, relatively speaking, to the previous few years. I want you to talk about Evan Ingram in particular, hey, Clay, because, you know, obviously you were tight end. He's a tight end, highly touted out of college. What have you seen from him so far that has impressed you? I like Evan Ingram after, uh, at least after last week. I wasn't sold on him, you know, watching training camp. I I thought he might have been a guy that uh, didn't like to block, you know, just wanted to run around and catch the ball. He was rushing some of his routes, but watching him this week, I really was impressed. He was running good routes. He was getting open on Stephen Gilmore one-on-one, which isn't an easy thing to do. Hmm. He looked good. And he looked like he had, he had some good run blocks too. The guy's not afraid to throw it in there. So very impressed with Evan Ingram as a tight end by trade. I like what he's doing. He's running good routes. He was catching the ball clean. We got to keep that going for Evan Ingram because he can really open things up. If they got that big play guy in the seam, you're, you're seeing Christian Kirk is running about 65% of his plays from the slot. So you put pressure on those defense. If you get two guys running these plays, you're running cross routes, running seam routes, a lot of pressure on the defense. You got two good running backs. Who are you going to stop? You're going to have to pick. I've been impressed with Christian Kirk, too. I mean, he's getting a lot of targets right now from Trevor Lawrence. And, of course, he got paid over the offseason. So we'll see what happens. Let's talk AFC South from a macro perspective. Who the heck is winning this division? I have no idea. The Jaguars. The Jaguars are winning this division. I know a lot of people don't want to believe it, but who is your favorite before, before this week? The Colts. The Jaguars dominated the Colts 24 to nothing, three interceptions of Matt Ryan, held him to a 34 quarterback rating. They were all over the place on this guy. The Colts aren't better than the Jaguars. After watching that game, I watched the all 22. I watched the, I watched it live. The, the Colts aren't better than the Jaguars. I don't care if they get Michael Pittman Jr. back or not. He went to Tennessee. He's lost 41 to seven. I know you're playing against Buffalo Bills, but 41 to seven? That's bad. I mean, that's bad. That's like a JV versus varsity type score right there. And yeah, Josh Allen might be Superman. It's possible, but I mean, that's embarrassing. 
Tannehill is not looking like the same guy this year. I think A.J. Brown meant more to him than people thought. I think he was a big reason Tannehill always had that guy to go to, and you're seeing what A.J. Brown's doing now in Philadelphia. A.J. Brown's one of the top 10 receivers in this game. If you lose, lose a guy like that, it's going to affect you. And then obviously, you know, I mean, I think – I don't even think you need to go um, to, to the Houston Texans. I mean, everybody knows who they are. Right, Davis right. Mills, I don't think it has a chance to win this, win this division. Watching some tape on them, Lovey Smith. Uh, they played the, the Broncos tough, but I don't think they got it. I like – you know, I like their defense. I, Derek Stingley Jr. didn't look great last week. I know they got some uh, – Jalen Petrie didn't look great. I know they're young guys, and they're going to improve. They got a young team, but – my opinion, that all leads back to Jacksonville. Duval, baby. There you go. Okay, we'll see what happens. Plenty of more football to play here, but you did mention the Bills, and they looked very much like the eventual Super Bowl champions on Monday Night Football. Again, plenty of more football to be played, but what is your impression of Buffalo so far? Are they a shoe-in for the AFC Championship at least? What are your thoughts? Um, Buffalo... I don't want to say they're a shoe-in because there was this team called the Kansas City Chiefs that I never want to count out, this coach named Andy Reid. Hmm. Smart guy, obviously, because he's the coach that drafted me. Very <laughs> smart. <laughs> yeah, I'm teasing. But, I mean, Josh Allen, 300 yards, four touchdowns, 130 rating. You got you're, – you're throwing the ball to uh, Stephon Diggs and, you know, you got Dawson Knox there. You, you just got a great – you got a great roster – they did a good job of putting that thing together. So I don't see, I don't see how they lose, but if there's one team that can do it, it's the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is a magician in his in his own right. And I think if there's one guy that can stop Superman, uh, Josh Allen, it's Pat Mahomes. He might have some kryptonite up his sleeve somewhere. You're talking about two really good quarterbacks right there, Mahomes and Allen. If I had to ask you right here, right now, through two weeks of the NFL season. Who is the best quarterback in the league as we stand? Josh Allen's number one. Patrick Mahomes is number two. I'm going to give you a surprise for number three. I mean, obviously Tom Brady, but he hasn't played well so far this year. But my number three right now is Jalen Hurts. Wow. At a high level. High level. And then obviously, you know, you're, I know you're a Ravens fan. I don't want to offend you. Lamar's up there too. Let's go, baby. Just pay the man for crying out loud. All right. <laughs> I want to talk about Russell Wilson, the Denver Broncos. They have been a curious case to say the least so far, Clay. I'm sure you've been sort of scratching your head at some of the decisions Nathaniel Hackett has made so far this year. But I want to focus on Russell because it seems like he's getting a lot of criticism, especially from his former teammates in Seattle, which is sort of odd to me. Like, why are they coming out and just yelling at him about his performance? I know it hasn't been great so far, but it's only two weeks of football. What are your impressions of Russell so far? And then the criticism that he's getting from people like Richard Sherman and former teammates. What, was, what did Richard Sherman say? Uh, he sort of is just trolling him on social media. I don't know exactly what the context is of the full quote that he said, but he's basically saying he was right about Russell struggling in Denver. So, Okay, well... I mean, they're one and one right now, and they're they're still in in this thing. And I watched the tape last week against the Texans because the Texans are coming in to play the Chicago Bears. I'm a Bears guy too. I'm from Chicago, downtown Chicago right now. Um, 
doesn't look great. I feel like his uh, his weapons aren't amazing. He, he had a 66 rating, a 45 QBR last week. Those aren't big numbers. The, the rushing game wasn't bad. I mean, they had a good job rushing, but, you know, I think he just doesn't have that many guys to throw the ball to. You got Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. Um, offensive line's not great. He's been getting hit. And Nate Hackett just hasn't been, hasn't been doing a great job. So I think they'll turn it around a little bit, and I still think this team can can make the playoffs, but they haven't looked good. And you, and you wonder, you know, what's the problem over there? Because there are enough weapons, and people thought that this team was gonna was gonna be a you know a big time playoff contender. Yeah, high expectations for sure. Sunday night football tonight or this weekend against the 49ers. So we'll see what happens there. You played with Tom Brady. You mentioned Tom Brady earlier. I have a lot of Patriots fan friends, of course. So I have to ask you, what was that experience like? I mean, Tom Brady is just built different. That is clear. So from your experience, tell me a little bit about Tom. Oh, man, Tom, he's just one of the most competitive guys that you'll ever meet. The guy is is just, I'll tell you a quick Tom Brady story. When I went to New England, um, they have a bunch of plays that you have to, you have to, it's called just got to know play. So you say one word and you got to know. So you say coffee, coffee. You got to know that's green, right? 373, Y stick, X slant. And then um, we'd have this game that they would say coffee and you have to repeat back. Green, right? 373, Y stick, X slant as fast as you can. Wow. Or they'll stay green, right? 373, you got to go, oh, it's coffee. Okay. So I got really good at this game just because I was correlating it. I'd listen to it all the time. There's so many plays. I, I'm used to having 10 of those. There's about a hundred of those with the Patriots. So I got really good at this game. We're, uh, we're in the tight end room with Brian Dables, our tight end coach, obviously the head coach of the New York Giants right now. We have Rob Gronkowski, Martellus Bennett, Michael Williams, A.J. Derby, everybody in the tight end room. And I'm, I've always just beat these guys at this game. And Dables like, this is really impressive. And not that I knew the plays that well, it's just I correlated and I could repeat them back fast. Tom walks in one day after training camp and he's like, all right, guys, we're going to run the defense is cheating. We're going to run this route at about 15 yards instead of 12, because, you know, we want to get behind these linebackers or, you know, playing deep. And uh, Dave was like, Tom, before you leave, I want you to, to play game clay in this game. Tom's like, come on, man. Clay's been here for what? Five minutes. Then you beat me. I've been here for 15 years or 16 years, whatever. They like, Hey, you know, let's, let's play. So we play the game. Dable's like, all right, green right, 373, coffee. I get it, you know, and I, I ended up beating Tom, like five to three. It was a close game, five to three, and the, the tight ends, Brock, Martellus Bennett, oh, okay. <laughs> they're going crazy. Tom leaves, glares at me, slams the door, doesn't say anything, and, and everybody's laughing. I go, is he serious? I, go, I just, I'm getting cut. Tom Brady doesn't like me now because they're winning this game. So the next day, we're sitting there and we're watching film from practice. Dable's going over the clicker. All of a sudden, door opens. Tom Brady, all right, Clay, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I'm like, what? Everyone's like, oh, Tom's back. But Dable's like, all right, Clay, he wants to play in the game. I'm like, okay. So we play again. Tom beats me 5 nothing. Couldn't get a word out. Couldn't get one word out. He looks at me. That's right. Leave, slam the door. Tom is so competitive that I beat him in this stupid game. He probably goes home, studies, comes back the next day, plays me in the game, and beats me. 
And just so, just so I know that he is not better. I mean, the stupid game. This guy's got five Super Bowl rings, uh, three-time MVP, greatest quarterback of all time. Is so competitive. He's got to make sure that I know that he can beat me in this dumb game. And he feels a lot better about himself after. That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, to be a professional athlete in general, you have to just be more competitive than 99% of the population. And then Tom is just that 0.01%. It's really amazing what he's doing right now. I uh, yeah. want to get to uh, another topic. We have a, a lot of uh, great athlete hosts on this network. Uh, Asante Samuel, LeGarrette Blunt, former Patriots. Uh, Samuel recently talked about Brady's departure from New England and Bill Belichick letting that happen as one of the worst moves in sports history. LeGarrette Blunt responded recently as well on his show with Christopher Price. What do you make of the Brady Belichick departure? Do you think it could have been saved or was it inevitable at some point? Because I mean, you think about it, Wilson left Seattle, Manning left Indianapolis. So what did you make of the breakup when it happened? I think ego-wise that both these guys wanted to prove it's that competitiveness that they are better or they are good without the other person. They would hear that, you know, Brady's only good because of Belichick. Belichick's only good with, because of Brady. I, I think they both wanted to see and they thought they could win without the other person. That's what I think that's what it came down to. What matters more, the greatest coach or the greatest player? And now I think we're, we're seeing that the greatest player means a little bit more or a lot more than the greatest coach. Yeah. Yep. Patriots take on the Ravens here this week, Clay. Got to get your analysis on that one. It's not Flacco versus Brady on Sunday night football. It's Lamar Jackson versus Mac Jones. The Patriots look like a middle-tier team so far this year. The Ravens just coughed up 21 points in the fourth quarter to the Dolphins. How do you see this playing out? It's in Foxborough here on Sunday. You know, the, 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 the Patriots just came off of a big win against the Steelers. My, uh, my old quarterback for the Bears, you know, Mitch Trubisky, not looking great. But, you know, I, I like the Ravens because Mac Jones is, you know, he's been playing okay. He had 250 yards last, last week, you know, an 80 rating. He's got some, uh, you know, not the best weapons in Nelson Aguilar and then some of those players. But I think the Ravens come out. Lamar's been playing like a man possessed. I love Mark Andrews. I love a team that throws the ball to the tight end. Yes. You know, I'm a big tight end guy. Throw the ball to Mark Andrews. Run the football. Use Lamar Jackson. And the way they lost that game last week, man, I have a bad taste in your mouth. I mean, mm -hmm. what an incredible game. So I'm thinking the Ravens come back. They win. You can never count out Bill Belichick coming up with some crazy scheme, some crazy plan, but they just don't look like the Patriots of old. Yeah, it's certainly an adjustment, even for me, of course, knowing a lot of Patriots fans out there. Let's talk about Brady versus Rodgers yet again. You know, it's a little bizarre because we're talking about a game that may not have a lot of points. I'm struggling to figure out who's going to be the best wide receiver who's actually playing in this game. Likely no Chris Godwin. We know no Devontae Adams anymore in Green Bay. Uh, Mike Evans suspended. He won't be in this football game. Could be a defensive struggle. But obviously, we'll talk about Brady versus Rodgers because that's the headline. How do you see this game playing out? This one's in Tampa Bay. Man, I think um, I'm actually taking the Packers here just because Tom doesn't have many receivers right now. Mm -hmm. What was the prognosis on Godwin? Is he out for the year? 
No, he's just questionable day to day right now. He might play, but it's trending toward no. This and what's the what's the Julio Jones prognosis? He actually may go, from what I understand. But we don't know if either Julio or Godwin play. That means that's huge. Mm-hmm. Who's he throwing the ball to? If Mike Evans is out and these two guys don't go, I'm taking I'm taking the Packers. He's not going to be able to move the ball. Some of these guys can't catch the football from time. I'm watching the routes that Perriman and some of these other guys are running. They just and you see Tom is getting visually frustrated hmm. with some of the way these guys are running routes. He has nobody throw the ball to. They're not going to win. The Packers last week came back big time. I watched the whole game against my Bears, and I'm not even talking about the pass game. I'm talking about the run game. Aaron Jones. I mean, they have a two-headed monster over there that's that's pretty impressive. They're going to keep the ball on the ground, keep the ball away from Tom. Aaron Rodgers is going to complete some of these passes. I'm not really sold on these young guys yet. Christian Watson can't catch a cold. Yep. Randall Cobb and Sammy Watkins, though, those guys can still play, catch the football. I'm going to take the Packers. The Packers' defense looked pretty good last week. They sacked Justin Fields, which has to be the easiest thing to do in the NFL. But, uh, you know, I'm thinking I'm going to take, I'm going to take uh, these two great quarterbacks. I'm going to take Rodgers to win this one. Should be a fun one for sure. You're in Chicago. Let's talk Chicago. Justin Fields, the quarterback right now. Where do you stand on Fields? Are you saying he's the franchise? Is he in purgatory right now? Or do you not think he's the guy? The jury's still out, which is crazy, Cam. I know it's been, you know, 15 15 games, but watching this tape, and he doesn't have much around him. Hmm. I mean, these guys... I mean, there's some plays where he's open, but he's got open players, but he's got much around him. The receiving core, Mooney's not playing well right now. Cole Komet's dropping passes. Uh, Byron Pringle isn't getting open. Equinemia St. Brown's playing well for Equinemia St. Brown, but he's not a game-breaking wide receiver. Bayless Jones has been hurt, their third-round pick. On the ground, though, Khalil Herbert and David Montgomery are two impressive guys. These running backs can play. I love Montgomery average eight yards a clip last year, 122 yards. Um, and they all, they kept it close for most of the game, but fields, the offensive line isn't great. The receivers aren't great. So I want to give him some weapons and a better O-line before I judge him. I think he's got to have better, better things around him before we really say, Hey, this guy doesn't got it. So the jury's still out in my opinion. He hasn't really impressed me. He hasn't shown me anything to show me that he is the guy. But before I say he's not the guy, I want to see him with a decent team. There you go. Texans, Bears this Sunday. Clay Harbor joining Lock It In with Cam Rogers. Clay, you're a gem. I appreciate the time, sir. Of course, Cam. Appreciate you having me. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.